Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to another beautiful day, a beautiful gift from the Lord, a gift that you're breathing, a gift as you look around you at your life. And yes, I know that hard circumstances are probably happening for some of you, but there's breath in your lungs. You're going to eat today. You're going to have a roof over your head today. Or a place to sleep. And those, even in the hardest circumstance, those are gifts. And Jesus, he loves you. Holy Spirit is in you. You are a temple of God today, no matter what's going on. And that is a gift. And today and tomorrow, we're going to be talking a little bit about marriage. And today is actually a great example of something we talked about in a, in a past episode. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. And we talked a little bit about this idea of having some different convictions, right? Something that might be helpful for me might not be helpful for you. And it may actually be harmful for someone. And today we're going to see a, a clear example of that. Paul's been talking about sexual immorality, right? Saying that, you know, our bodies are not our own. They were bought. They were paid for. They are a temple. So we don't want to do harmful things with our bodies. And coming back to this idea that not all things are helpful. For some people, singleness is helpful. And for other people, it's not helpful. Is there anything wrong with staying single? No, no. But for some people, staying single just isn't helpful. And I don't mean like run out and get a boyfriend if you are single. (laughs) I'm talking about in, in the long term, in a life term, whether you are looking for marriage or not. So let's see what the Apostle Paul has to say. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, and I'm reading from the ESV. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptation of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And Paul's going to continue on here, talking about those who choose to remain single. But as we're looking at those who choose to remain in marriage, we see that one benefit of marriage is meeting needs and desires that are not bad, right? God created people to be fruitful and multiply. So those desires are not bad. 
but they can be used badly. And that's the thing, right? It's it's saying all things are lawful for me. That desire is a good desire, but not all things are helpful. We can use that desire in a non-helpful way. And marriage gives us a way to use those desires in a very helpful way. Which is really beautiful that that's how God designed it. Caring for each other's needs. And I just want to point out too that just because each spouse has authority over the other person's body, that doesn't mean you can force someone to do something. Other parts in scripture tell us to love others like we love ourselves. They tell wives to respect their husbands. They tell husbands to love their wives like Christ. That is with a sacrificial love. And so forcing someone to do something is not being respectful. It is not loving someone as yourself. And it is not a sacrificial love. So I just want to preface that because sometimes I think this scripture can get twisted and misunderstood. But remember, we need to to interpret scripture through the lens of scripture. So using other areas to understand this area. And this is to say to be mindful and aware of the needs and desires of a spouse and how this relationship and the intimacy involved can be helpful and not harmful. But remember that it all has to be about love and respect that puts the other person above yourself, never forcing, never coercing, none of that nonsense. And so may we not use these verses or allow these verses to be twisted to say that's what it means because it's not. (laughs) But continuing on, let's see what Paul has to say. Now, as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. And here, Paul, I, I love this. He's pointing out that we're all unique and we're all different. We have different hardwiring, We have different gifts from the Lord, and those are different. So we're not all going to be the same in what is helpful to us or what is not helpful to us. And that's okay because that's how God has designed us. He goes on, To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So here we see that singleness may be helpful to some. Like Paul, he's saying, I'm single. You know, this is a gift I'm given. But there are people who remaining single is actually harmful rather than helpful. And so it really is on these issues where it's not clearly stated in scripture. It's not a moral dilemma like murder or stealing things that are clearly sins and will be harmful to everyone regardless of their uniqueness and how they are made. And so on these issues, I would just encourage you to to seek the Holy Spirit's wisdom. Ask, will it be helpful? You know, we talked about that question. Will this be helpful or will it be harmful? But you can go a step deeper and you can ask yourself, why Do I feel like I need to do this thing? Or why do I feel like I shouldn't do this thing? Who says? And a great example here is marriage. So if you're unmarried 
And I know for, for a lot of young ladies, the, the pressure there is to get married, to find a man. Ask yourself, why? Who says? Why do I want that so badly? This could be many things. This could be, for example, my example that I use all the time for unique convictions is Christian yoga, right? Why do I want to pursue Christian yoga? Who says I should? Or on the flip side, if you're blatantly against it, who says I shouldn't? And asking yourself these questions and checking in, is it just something that you placed on yourself? Is it something that culture told you to do? Or is it coming from the Holy Spirit? Is it coming from what you believe scripture says to be true? And checking in with that, is it something that is helpful Is it something that is harmful? And who says? Because we have these thoughts, little ones, sure, throughout the day. (laughs) I should be farther along by now. Oh, I should do that. I should go to that event. I should do this thing. I should help out in this way. Who says? And will it be helpful or harmful? And in your marriage, remember to love, love one another. Respect one another with a sacrificial love. So dwell on that and I'll see you tomorrow morning for Marriage Part 